Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I'm your host, Tamala Shaw, and today I have the honor of bringing Andrea Lakach. She is joining us today with this wonderful, we're going to talk about self-love, self-care, all these wonderful things. She is an NLP trainer, a hypnosis coach, and also a psychological counselor. Andrea, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for having me on. And I want to welcome everyone who is listening to us today. Absolutely. So today we we met on Podmatch. I always like to let people know Podmatch is phenomenal (laughs) because, you know, we're we're able to do these connections. It's so beautiful. And it took us a little bit to kind of get together. You know, I had a couple of things happen in my life, so I had to um, postpone. But thank you for being patient with me and, and being here for us. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, first, a little bit about you. Let's talk about you. So uh, I'm a psychological counselor, an NLP trainer, a hypnosis coach, and I help people to come into their power uh, and to live their life uh, based upon their passions, desires, and needs. Love that. Yes. And so how, so when it comes, if someone comes to you and, and they're having like a, la- a lack of self-love or um, self-esteem, what types of things do you, do you give them like you, to help them get to that place of love? Yes, they have to find it within themselves first. So we will uh, have a great look uh, on uh, where they are today and what they already did good. Because oftentimes we can remember all the failures and uh, everything which went wrong. But there Mm -hmm. were so many uh, things we did perfect and we don't see it. So we will have a look on there and um, get this positive uh, reference experiences to grow. Yes, because I always say what you focus on is what will grow. So if you're focusing on the negative, that's what's going to grow. So you kind of guide them to focus on the positive things and the good things that they do, because it's true. We all do good things. You know, we just put them to the side and then we focus on the things that we've gotten wrong. So that's good. What else do you guys talk about? So um, when we are such in a depressed uh, state or a fearful state or just overwhelmed with thoughts, so we have a look and change the stage Mm -hmm. so we can think more clearly, we feel more clearly and we can act in a, a totally different way as we would before. Absolutely. I love that. Um, Especially now, you know, we were talking earlier, you know, with the pandemic and all of the things that, you know, people's life lives have completely changed since, you know, well, with pre-pandemic. I was thinking today, um, you know, so many things that I do differently. I I worked from home, but 
even going to the grocery store is different to me. Going outside feels different. There's a sense of anxiety that you get because of everything that happened with when you do some of the things that came very normal uh, pre-pandemic. Now it's like you're, 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 it's like if it's a big area, I always take my mask still, you know, even though it's not mandated or anything, I still take it because it makes me feel safer, you know? So I love that you, you want to look at what the things that people are doing, that's good. But then also kind of, you have to sit back and uh, how can I say, acknowledge the feelings that you're having, acknowledge the anxieties, acknowledge the the depression, you know, and a, another thing, death was really big during the pandemic, right? So now death for me, I can say for me, it feels very different. It's even more sad, you know, because you have all that you've lost. You've, you've had so much, so much loss the last, say, two years. And now it feels like it just gets heavier and heavier. So, you know, when that happens, if we have someone that may be having that heaviness, um, what are some tools that they can use in order to kind of lighten that spirit? So um, to be aware that uh, we cannot control it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there is a higher power behind it and we have to accept it and go with the flow. Yes. Yes. That's good. That's good. So uh, the other thing that we may be talking about, well, I think that we should talk about our boundaries, healthy boundaries, because of course this is the codependent me podcast. So we have, you know, some of the people that are listening, we may have struggles with boundaries or have a lack of boundaries. What are some of the things that people can do in order to set healthy boundaries? For me, healthy boundaries are a matter of respect. So mm -hmm. if uh, people have boundaries, so we have to respect their free will and um, respect their boundaries. But um, at the same time, uh, we should know that we can own our boundaries as well and demand them because they will often be tested by the environment and to say stop when it's enough and um, not to get overwhelmed or to have some self-critic talk later on mm -hmm. why we allowed something we yes. did not want. So mm -hmm. we are allowed to be true to ourselves and uh, it's perfect. I like that. I know that people have free will and to be true to ourselves. You're right, that critic that, you know, we always critique ourselves after we've said yes when the answer should have been no, for sure. That's a good thing. So that but, comes with, mm -hmm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so we can start to practice it with very little things. So maybe uh, to set them in any arena will be a, too, a huge ask for someone. But when we practice boundaries in a little style, we can uh, then transform this learning lesson into um, healthier ones. Yes, I like that. And so that a lot of that comes with um, setting certain boundaries and having certain clarity and things like that. So 
I found that self-care, you know, when you put yourself first and you feel good, um, a lot of self-care is it's essential. So can you let us know um, why self-care is important in today's society? <laughs> yes, it's very important. Yeah. I like the acronym with money. If you don't have money, you can don't, can't share it with your loved ones. And so it is with our power, with ourselves as well. So if we are drained and lost in our mind, if we are overwhelmed, have low energy, we will not be here for the loved ones. And therefore, we should put ourselves first because if we are in our power, we are clear, we are strong, we can be here for our environment or for our loved ones much, uh, much more than, than without it. That's right. And yeah, it's like you can't pour out of an empty cup, right? That's so good. That's so true. I like to think about it like money. You can't, you can't bless someone with money if you don't have it. So you can't bless someone with the things that are um, within you if you haven't blessed yourself to take care of yourself, to nurture yourself, to do those things. I love that, that's good. So um, empowering ourselves is important, right? Um, So to have, what, what do you suggest that we could do as empowerment for ourselves? To be our best observer. So to observe how we are thinking, feeling, acting in certain situations, monitoring it. And so we can find out maybe some limiting beliefs, which we can remove then, go into um, uh, creating positive reference experiences. And so we grow. That's good. I like that. Yes. Writing that down <laughs> one moment. It's good stuff. Okay. So we talked about your hypnosis coaching and the psychological counseling. So in your hypnosis coaching, first of all, is this something that you could do virtually? Yes. You can. Yes. So what types of things can hypnosis coaching help? So we can remove a lot of stuff uh, and a lot of work uh, by using uh, hypnosis uh, according to in of releasing any limiting beliefs which are holding us back because where we are to where we want to go, let's say there is a, a blockage because if it wouldn't be here, we would already leave it. But as it is here, we cannot see it or cannot um, change it. And we can uh, help uh, with hypnosis so that people uh, overcome a lot of of work they will need while uh, with affirmations or visualizations. It's possible to change it that way, but it will take a longer time to reprogram our subconscious mind because it's our subconscious mind which is uh, ruling our habits, our day-to-day life. It's uh, mostly not the conscious mind um, we are aware of. And um, we are uh, humans are people of habits and 
and if we can change them easily uh, so change in the reality is um, yeah. most likely to occur so I know a lot of um well I shouldn't say a lot because I can't speak for a lot of people but some people they feel like hypnosis can be a bit scary you know so can you tell the audience something that will give them like a trust a trust in the hypnosis yes so um everyone is in hypnosis on a daily basis and they don't even know it and it's a natural state so i'm not speaking about show hypnosis we can see on the television right but when we are watching television or driving with the car reading a book and we are so fascinated that we cannot see what's happening around us so most likely we already are in a hypnotic state that's good that's good okay so if let's say a person is they have some fears or anxieties or just blockage this is a really good a good technique that can help them break through those particular areas. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Um, so I wanted to talk about when I read your profile, you talked about stopping the inner critic. So you spoke about that a little bit, but if we can get into it just a little bit more, um, how should people like to, what, what should they do to be able to stop that inner critic from them moving forward to something that they want to do? First of all, becoming aware, because it's that little slight voice in our heads. We often tend to ignore what is uh, it telling us, and it has a positive intention because our whole nervous system is hardwired for survival and protection. Mm -hmm. And by understanding what is it uh, going to tell us or remind us that we maybe have faced such a situation, when we were children or a long time ago, and it's just protecting us from being hurt again. And if we can see that it's um, the fear is not necessary or uh, we are secure, it yeah. can stop because it has fulfilled its That's job. Good. I like that. You know, you're right. It's a lot of fear that we bring from our childhood and it kind of um, it stops us from progressing. So if you can step into that to know that you're safe, you're protected, that's big. That's really, really big. Excellent. Yes, because when we grew up, we were programmed by our environment, not just by our parents, but our teachers and the whole uh, environment, everything we could observe with our five senses is within our subconscious mind because it doesn't does not forget anything, while our conscious mind tends to forget things. Right. Uh, in the subconscious, it's it's reality and present still, and therefore, uh, I love to change it within the subconscious mind because when it disappears, then. It has mm -hmm. no place in, in the conscious field anymore. I like that. If it's when it disappears from the subconscious, 
then it has no place in the conscience area. That's really, really good. And I love how you talk about the five senses from when you're in, in your childhood, it holds on. And that it, it, when you said that, it made me think about someone, they, uh, we walked into a store and they said, oh my goodness, this reminds me of something. I don't quite remember what it was, but it was something from my childhood. So your, your sense, all of your senses, you, you hold on to it, you hold, whether it be positive, negative, you know, it's, it could be something that's, the smell could have been something connected. Obviously for her, it was something that was connected to something good because it made her smile. But if it had been something that was connected to something negative, she would have had a different reaction. That's really, really good. Hmm. I like that. Thinking about I the want to share season. a story. Please do. Uh, Rhea, uh, uh, um, a young lady had a traumatic experience in her childhood. And this uh, traumatic experience was connected to the color of pink. And whenever she saw this pink, she went back to the traumatic uh, situation in her childhood felt the same way as she did then and not even knowing and uh, with the conscious mind she could not uh, um, describe the the connection with the color pink to to this situation but if uh, everything uh, where emotions are very strong in both directions uh, um it depends on how we represent the world because everyone does it on a different way. But if she represented it through the visual, which was she saw pink and connected it to this experience. So whenever mm -hmm. she sees the color, it reminds her on the traumatic experience. Yes, that's so true. That's amazing. It's amazing how the brain works because it will take, it's, it's, and that's why we talk about healing things that happened to you as a child, because it literally triggers you all the way back to that moment. Your body senses everything. It makes it feel like it was that day. If you, if there was fear there, you'll feel that fear. If it was a stomach ache at the time, you'll feel that. I mean, it's, Truly, truly, you have to go back. It's very important to try to go back and heal those particular things that may have helped, that may have happened to you in your childhood. And hypnosis is probably a great way to do it. <laughs> so that's really or really neurolinguistic programming. There so you go. It's both, yes, it's and let's both talk about possible. that a little bit. Yes, let's talk about that because a lot of people may not know what NLP is. Will you talk about it a bit? Yeah, so it's a, a big field. So I just want to pick one chapter out of it, okay. which will be anchoring. And it's like um, uh, this uh, story with the uh, connection of trauma and color pink. So we are now in a position to anchor a very resourceful state, a very uh, we can anchor success, we can anchor feelings like mm -hmm. calmness, security. And uh, what it does is by by shooting out this anchor, which we use uh, with our body, uh, we can bring ourselves into this certain state. 
That's good. I like that. But it's not happening uh, like uh, from alone, like it happened with when you see a color pink, you feel right. you can uh, uh, get it into reality whenever you want. Oh, okay. So you can recall it at any time in order to. Yeah, so if I feel sad and I have set an anchor for being happy and strong, so it uh, by by releasing this anchor, we teach how to do that, uh, and uh, then this sadness can transform into a powerful state, and it goes immediately because our nervous system reacts immediately. Oh, that's good stuff. I have to send. I want to find a link or maybe we can talk about a link where the audience can find out more information about that as well. I like that. Good stuff. So I will offering a, a workshop uh, to okay. this topic because yes. I want people to be able to change their states very quickly. So we will install one, two um, um, states so they can help themselves uh, to go out into a powerful state whenever they wish it. Like. Yes, I love that. Okay, perfect. So we will uh, put that information in the show notes so that everyone can take part in it. That is fantastic. Well, I love this talk about self-care and, you know, self-love, of course, is very important within ourselves, um, you know, because if we don't love us, it's going to be hard to accept love from anyone else, right? Absolutely. So is there anything because mm -hmm, go right ahead yeah so uh, I, I want to say um that we are allowed to say no if we mean it so we don't need to say yes and then judge ourselves after afterwards it's okay to say yes if we want it and say no if we don't want something absolutely i love that is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience so I, I believe that the most uh, important part, uh, if we want change, is uh, to really be oneself's best observer, to be sure and uh, that we know how we are thinking in certain situations, how we are feeling, how we behave and act. And if we uh, can observe it, so it's, it's a great job done already. Fantastic. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been so great. Thank you so much. And I will put all of your information on the show notes. I want the audience to know if you want to contact her in any aspect, she is here for you. And if you need anything, let me know. Of course, you can contact me at codependentme at outlook.com. You can, I'll put uh, Andrea's email address and the information about the workshop in the show notes. I want everyone to remember that you matter and your story matters. I understand that you can be on any podcast that you'd like, but I'm so very grateful that you chose this one. Thank you so much. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, 
and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.